This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. Well, it's uh, quite an exciting show today because uh, we've just talked about all the city controversies and now we're going to talk about sex. Uh, so um, keep listening. And uh, many people don't realize that certain medications and medical conditions can have an effect on their sex lives. Dean Miller, who is our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, is here to tackle some of the most common questions that pharmacists get about sexual health and uh, why your pharmacist is a good resource for questions about all aspects of your health care. I'm going to give the numbers out once again, so uh, you can call with your questions on this and other matters. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Dean, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. So what are some of the most common medical conditions or medications that can interfere with your sex life? Well, the unfortunate part is a lot of the really common ones. You know, it's things that people take for high blood pressure. It's 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 things that people take to help them, you know, relieve anxiety or, or, or depression, which, of course, are two very, very common. I mean, hypertension and depression are two of the most commonly treated conditions out there um, amongst the general population. And unfortunately, the medications associated with them and the conditions themselves sometimes um, can result in some... Uh, you know, sexual uh, type side effects that that you know obviously are are very very problematic for a lot of people, male okay. male and female, male and female. Yes. So um, so okay, you you have these conditions. You're you're on the medication. What can you do to mitigate the problems? Well, yeah, you know, I, I mean the, the first you know, most simple thing is the pharmacist is there as a good resource, and then the the good news is. Um, there's so many medications in in these classes. You know, for blood pressure, I mean, we're talking hundreds. I mean, for de- conditions like depression and other types of emotional issues, maybe not a hundred hundreds, but but certainly enough that you know um, there are alternatives. So that's always the first course of treatment is is talk to your pharmacist before you even go to your doctor and 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 use that resource to kind of tap into that knowledge base and, and ask some simple questions like, you know, is this a medication that, that makes me prone to, you know, um, you know, erectile dysfunction in men or, or desire in women and things like that that are, are pretty commonly occurring issues with, with medications like that. Okay. So. Now, when, when, first of all, usually when the doctor gives you a medication, they probably tell you about a side effect. And then once again, when you pick it up from the pharmacy, they, they tell you again. So right. are, are people uncomfortable discussing it when it comes to sex? So if you pick up a – if your doctor prescribes something, uh, is he or she going to tell you that 
that's a possible side effect. And when you pick it up, is your pharmacist going to tell you? Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny because you know we have such limited time, whether it be the doctor or the pharmacist, in in a lot of cases, to talk. Um, that'll often you you touch upon the high points, right? You touch upon the the drowsiness, you touch upon the stomach upset, and things like that that are probably more commonly occurring side effects. And and often, even I would even say myself, you know, as a as a pharmacist. You know, it's not something that's top of mind unless somebody asks, and 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 shame on me, I guess, as a as a as a healthcare professional. That you know, I think most health healthcare professionals can learn a lesson to kind of say, hey, you know what, this is a very commonly occurring side effect, so so it it, it should be something to talk about, and 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 uh, it, it is, it's it's common enough that that you know people need to know, and and all of those you know sheets and information and all that. The problem with those type of things is they give so much that that people get scared, and 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 people look at it and go, oh wow, there's something on here that I don't like. Well, the problem is those sheets tell you everything, and and sometimes the real truth is is sitting in the hands of either the physician or the pharmacist that can kind of set you straight. Okay, so uh, basically. Uh, you're uh, you're saying that um, if you have if if those are the conditions that you have hypertension or depression or anxiety then uh, maybe it's something you want to ask about. Now, does I mean I, I hate to get into this uh, I don't know psychosomatic thing if but if if you think that's going to happen does that make it more likely that it uh, will? Oh, yeah, for sure, and 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 we see that all the time, and a lot of times. You know, when a when a pharmacist is counseling a patient, that's that's the first step. Is you sort of read the patient and sort of you know what what can I say to you, or what can I say to that individual that's actually going to make sense, that's not going to scare you, and 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 that's a, that's a a talent I guess that you get over with experience over over time. And, and another reason that we've always talked on this show about getting to know your pharmacist, another good reason to get to know that pharmacist pretty well, and you can and then that com- that that conversation is going to be a lot more comfortable. But uh, but as you said, I mean hypertension, depression, but I mean there is a lot more conditions, you know, like diabetes and things like that, that anything, you know, a, a, that affects your circulation usually affects your sex drive as well. So Okay. Um, people, we're having an adult conversation here. And I know that there are probably a lot of you who would like to ask questions are perhaps a little bit embarrassed. Remember, this is radio. So uh, we don't see you. And uh, we only use your first name. So uh, please feel free to call and ask Dean some questions. Uh, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh, we're talking about medications and medical conditions that can take a toll on your sex life. Of course, you can call and ask about other things. Now, say you 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 do this is is there anything that can mitigate the side effects i'm thinking exercise or something like that well again as i said you know circulation is the key and and anything that that you know impacts that uh obviously is going to have an effect on 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 sex drive so i mean you know healthy eating healthy uh exercise and that sort of stuff will always improve the circulation so physically yes absolutely libby you're right it's going to improve uh uh improve you know sex drive and things like that diet is 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 huge and and you know keeping you know your weight within limits and that sort of thing the emotional part becomes harder 
you know, the, the emotional state of a person, you know, anybody who's got a serious medical condition usually has some sort of mental or emotional type of uh, impact that it's had on their family, that's had on them. And that takes a, a strain as well. That That's a harder, that's a harder thing to tackle. Um, and I mean, of course, there's many different ways to tackle it through through counseling. And, and, you know, you mentioned even through exercise and exercise obviously uplifts the mood and, and that sort of thing. So, so you can't, you can't other always underestimate the effect of exercise on almost anything. So, well, I certainly believe that. Let's go to the phones. We've got Frank in Woodbridge. Hi, Frank. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you. Go ahead. Yes. My question to the pharmacist is I underwent a triple bypass a few years ago and, uh, I have all kinds of pills. I'm taking about four or five a day. And basically, yes, I, I become impotent. I don't know. I asked the doctor, and he says that's the satisfaction of the medication. But I don't know, I, you know, if there's anything that I can do to rectify that. Well, it, 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 it's, it's sort of the question of the day with males, uh, Frank. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, a bypass, uh, especially a triple bypass, you know, is a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty serious uh, operation. It's a pretty serious thing that it impacts your circulation. And, you know, they always, always, always put you on medications, um, you know, to, to help control your, your heart and your blood pressure and all that because they don't want it to have to happen again. And, and as I said when I was first starting uh, the, the show today, the nice thing about it is, is you've got a choice. You've got a lot of different medications to pick from. And, and you know, I think – I don't know how old you are, but, but you know, there's, there's a lot of different choices of medications. And, you know, I would start with your pharmacist give you a, give you a sort of a high level view of what your medications could potentially do f- do to you uh, from a from a perspective of, of of impotence and that sort of thing and then take that and let the, your pharmacist help you to say either go back to the doctor or you know what give it some time or whatever or, or, or there's another treatment alternative yeah have you ever have you always uh, taken the same combination of drugs uh, since your surgery or have they been switched up at all Yes, they were switched up because originally, that was 20 years ago, originally I had the same problem and they switched it to especially for the blood pressure one. They have modified it and it was okay for a while. Then he went back again. Yeah, very, you know, Frank, exactly, you know, it, it's it's very common what you're saying. And, and blood pressure medications are like that. You know, they'll work for a while. You know, even to control your blood pressure, they'll work for a while. And then you know what you'll you'll notice. Wow, it's not controlling my blood pressure the same same way it used to. So time for a switch, kind of thing. And you know, it sounds like you've been on them for a while. So so I think you know that advice is very um, uh, you know very well founded. I think you know talk to your yes, talk to your pharmacist first. But but more than likely, uh, my guess would be is that that's the root of the the issue is either. One of the drugs or a combination of those drugs together? Do you know what? This This reminds me, this seems to be a recurring thing that, that people go on medications and they just stay on the same medications for a long period of time when really they should be reviewed. So, Frank, maybe it's time to go back to your doctor to say, hey, maybe switch these things up. The other thing that, the other thing that Frank mentions, and, you know, there are medications like you know, the ones we see on TV, Viagra and Cialis and things like that. A lot of 
you know, a lot of the healthcare community are are a little uh, hesitant to prescribe those for people that, like Frank, that have had you know a bypass operation or something. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a vicious circle. You know, I, I was going to ask if you could take something like Viagra if you're taking these other things. So. Yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, that's a bit of a you know a, a misnomer to say, oh no, you can't because you've got a heart problem. Because many many people do. I mean, do you have to be more cautious? Yes, of course you have to be more cautious and things. But but. You know, and, and and the dosing and whatnot has to be maybe a bit more precise. But is it an absolute no-no? No, we see it all the time. So, yeah. Well, one thing I can tell you though is that um, I was on a cholesterol pill, and uh, all of a sudden I start losing my my mind. And uh, I asked the doctor, you know, I said I'm, I'm calmness my mind. I don't think I have Alzheimer's. I was only at that time I was 55. Now I'm 63. And uh, sure enough, that particular prescription that they were giving me. It not only attacks the muscles, but attacks even the brain. So they switch it to a different medication that seems to be fine now, but I have a feeling that it's a side effect on, you know, the section of part two. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, yeah. you know, when you start you know, combining, especially multiple conditions like that, Frank, like something for Alzheimer's, something for blood pressure, maybe something for, you know, diabetes or whatever. I mean, then actually that becomes very complex. And you, you usually that's, you know, a good chance, you know, uh, there's something called a meds check. Uh, every every year, every Ontarian's entitled to to a meds check review with their pharmacist. And if your pharmacist hasn't offered that to you, uh, make sure you talk to them about it because that'll they'll sit down and do a complete breakdown of all your medications. And and a lot of times, uh, people find that very very helpful to sort things out. Okay, Frank. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Before we go, I'm going to give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, We are talking about how certain drugs and certain medical conditions can affect your sex life. But of course, we will take your calls on any issue for the pharmacist, Dean Miller, back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Back. I am here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller. We're talking about medications and medical conditions that can interfere with your sex life and what to do about that. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Don't be shy. We won't see you. So feel comfortable to ask whatever you like. And of course, uh, he will answer any other questions. Uh, but now I have a question. So if you're taking these medications, which uh, can impede blood flow, uh, you were mentioning medications for uh, high blood pressure and also medications for depression and anxiety. You just told us that men can ask their doctors because it's possible that it might be okay for them to take some Viagra or Cialis or mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, whatever uh, those things are. What about testosterone uh, or for women, estrogen? Uh, is that a good idea, a bad idea? I know like they, they started, the pharmaceutical industry, I think, started to popularize this idea. They're calling it low T. Yeah, and, and it's... And it's it's very very common, and it's something you know in in pharmacy that we've seen a lot more. I mean, 
20 years ago, if you saw a prescription for testosterone, you know, once a once a month, you'd probably go, "Wow, okay." Uh, now it's 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 you see it in so many men and estrogen, of course, in, in women. And it's, it's sort of all tied into the same thing. You know, as people hit that magic age of about 35 or 40, you know, levels of not only testosterone in men, but estrogen in women really start to dive. And that is a, a huge impact on, on sex drive as well. So, so replacement therapy uh, is, is, is hugely popular now. Uh, and, and a cautionary note, because, you know, a lot of people you know, read it in a magazine, see it on TV, you know, order it on the internet. And, and that's, that's, I'm, you know, want to warn everybody that that, that, that's uh, not the place to be getting, you know, testosterone and that sort of thing. So. But uh, can it be used kind of to counterbalance the effects of those other medications? And I'm assuming that if you're taking testosterone, they've got to test your testosterone level before right. they give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that, that's, that's why, you know, um, getting me- proper medical advice, you know, uh, first perhaps from the pharmacist and then going back to but a lab. But yes, it can balance that out. For sure. And, and, and it's a very, very commonplace uh, uh, medication therapy for, for, for women and men. And, and actually women as well, even using low levels of testosterone. So. Uh, okay. But before we get to um, estrogen for women, because that is controversial, uh, so – have there been, you know, for women, uh, there have been side effects that I'll mention in a minute, but have there been any documented side effects, bad things that can happen from for men taking testosterone? Well, and, and the one that you're going to read about and, and hear about the most is, is higher incidence of things like liver cancer and pancreatic cancer, which are two very, very scary Very topics. bad things you don't yes, want, believe yeah. me. And and that's the one you're commonly going to going to hear. Now, is it common? No, it's not common. And and but if you if you're you know if you're abusing it or you're you're doing crazy things and getting it from illicit sources that are not reputable, um, that's when problems can occur. But if you're under the you know medical supervision as you do this, obviously it's a um, you know it's a lot safer profile. And, and I mean, testosterone comes in very, like a, a number of different forms, you know, capsules, patches, and that sort of thing. So it's very controlled, uh, you know, dosing of, of, of those medications. And, and they have huge positive impact. And I think, you know, a lot of men nowadays are, are as your, your original question, Libby, is can it reverse it? And can, it can't reverse it, but it can help in a big way. Uh, so what are some of the positive aspects of, of taking testosterone if your level is low? Well, and we're talking, we're talking about sexual dysfunction and that yeah. sort of thing today. And that, that's probably the most positive. And that's probably the reason that most people take it is, is to increase that, that sex drive. But in men, you know, as you hit 35 and 40, your know, muscle mass decreases, energy <laughs> that's levels. That's pretty young. <laughs> yeah, energy <laughs> levels decrease. And that's why, you know, a lot of people do take it is, is for those two reasons that are, you know, very commonplace things like, oh, I'm feeling a little... you mentioned women taking tiny doses. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's... that's... Don't grow mustaches? Well, too much, yes, could grow (laughs) mustaches, could grow muscles you don't want, but but, uh, in tiny doses, you know, usually in combination with estrogen, that's another way to reverse sort of sexual dysfunction in women. And and a very commonplace... type of uh, medication regimen is, you know, some estrogen with a little bit of testosterone added in there to, um, to, uh, to reverse the effects. So. Okay. So uh, 
Estrogen for women is very controversial. A number of years ago, there was a huge study that showed that it it significantly increased the risk of breast cancer. Uh, Women stopped getting hormone replacement therapy uh, when they hit menopause. Then there was another study saying, hold on, um, you know, maybe it's not so bad and certainly not so bad for everyone and uh, I the recommendation now is and this is for women who are not at high risk for breast cancer is that yes uh, you can have hormone replacement it's only recommended for the beginning of menopause the first few years and then to taper off uh, so still and still a lot of women are are very reluctant to take it yeah, exactly. I mean, you're 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 spot on when it comes to sort of the the tennis match that has been this hormone replacement therapy for women. You know, it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. Um, but I think you know we finally settled on, as you said, you know, when when a woman when, when a woman enters menopause, I mean, that's when you get the radical fluctuations in hormone levels. And that's probably when it's needed the most to sort of stabilize things. And, you know, over time, you know, that's not necessarily true. Uh, I uh, recently learned about that there is kind of a I don't know what they call it a shadow, like five years after then suddenly kaboom, (laughs) bad symptoms. So I don't know what they call that. Yeah, I you know I'm not sure what what it's called either, and 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 you're right. I mean, it just it depends on the what study you look at because there's there's a ton of different studies out there around this, and and even your physicians. I mean, some physicians, you know, used to believe in hormone replacement therapy. You know, that was the the gold standard of treatment. You know, then then it sort of went away. Then it came back. So so it's it's as I said, it's like a tennis match. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, these are questions really that you have to go through in in pretty big detail with your doctor, and it depends on your personal risk factors. So um, we're just broaching the yeah. subject here, but uh, but you have to delve a lot deeper before yeah. you. Let's let's go to the phones. We've got Bernie in London. Hi, Bernie. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. Thank you. I want to ask the pharmacist about uh, prostate in relation to dysfunction, sexual dysfunction. I have type 2 diabetes to, to start off with, so let's go from there. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, so so I've got a little bit of a, uh, a double whammy there, uh, you know, I mean, um, but but prostate issues are not necessarily a, a uh, um, you know, a catch-all when it comes to sexual dysfunction, and, and quite often, you know, just by using medications to actually shrink the prostate and that sort of thing, which are pretty commonplace for men, um, you know, they 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 truly can cause sexual dysfunction. Probably the bigger effect is the diabetes, though the the type, right. type two diabetes, because diabetes is, I mean, diabetes is probably the the worst circulatory type of issue you can get, especially when you've had diabetes for a number of years. Um, you know, people, you know. Coldness. Probably 15 years. Yeah, coldness in the extremities, in your toes, in your fingers, and that sort of thing. I mean, it's all circulatory related. So, so you know, and again, as we talked about, anything that's circulatory related, you know, can 
result in, in, in sexual dysfunction. So, you know, if you're looking at the two, I would, I would probably say the type 2 diabetes is probably the thing that you want to get under control as much as possible. And that, that's, I mean, diabetes medications, they're not really prone to cause sexual dysfunction themselves. Okay. It's more the condition. Okay. okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for your trouble. Okay, yeah. uh, we're going to try and get one more call in. We've got Stephen Innisfil. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question is, I had prostate cancer. I had uh, radiation done for the prostate cancer, which got my PSA down to normal. The doctor has given me this testosterone lotion. I, I put it on every day. It, it's a liquid that goes on my shoulders and my abdomen. I've tried the Cialis. I've tried the Viagra. Uh, I am 70 years old, but that doesn't mean that my libido has to disappear, does it? No, absolutely not. 70, uh, <laughs> the fun has just begun. 70 is the new 50, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> Well, my libido is just, I don't have any interest in sex anymore. Like, you hear about these women that don't have any interest in sex, but you don't hear about the men. They're always the studs. And I used to be a stud, and now I'm not. Is there anything I can do? Well, you know, the the testosterone, I mean, you're on testosterone. I guess the next question would be, is the dose right? You know, is that, you know, are you getting enough? Uh, testosterone in, in your bloodstream to actually make a make a difference because well, that, that I had is... a blood test and he said my testosterone is now normal, which it used to be very very low. Now it's supposed to be a uh, normal, hmm. so that can't be the problem. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like you've done everything right uh, as far as get, getting checked and 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 the testosterone. The only thing I can say, and I mean, in your case, you said it was an interest thing versus. You know, not so much a physical Mechanics. functioning thing, but uh, I mean, there is some new promising treatments on the way as well. I mean, this is a highly studied area, and and because uh, it's going to be very lucrative. Yes, with the aging population. So, um, yeah, maybe uh, is is it worth him asking his doctor whether they should up that testosterone dose? Well, you know, I mean. Just normal testosterone. I mean, I, I'm not sure when that test was done and whatnot, but I mean, it does take. You know, testosterone is not just something you can put on every day and and, and just uh, you know within a day or two, all of a sudden problems are relieved. So, yeah, so but I've so, been taking it. I've I've been taking it for weeks and weeks now. You, uh, you're familiar with this androgel, is it? Yeah, androgel is probably the most common uh, product of the testosterone yeah, gel. One percent testosterone yeah. on it, so yeah. I don't. Maybe I should double the time well, to put it on. Or? Yeah, I don't think I'd double it, but but you know what? I th- I think you have a valid issue to kind of say to the 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 physician to say, hey, you know what? Uh, not working, right? Not achieving the results. So you know, time to you know yeah. up it a little bit. You know, a lot of people they when they talk to their doctor, they they do, they're they're scared sometimes to ask those tough questions. So, you know, that's a tough question, so I would just encourage you to ask it. Okay, we've uh, we've got to go. Uh Stephen Innisfil, thanks so much for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is all the time we have for today's show. Dean Miller, trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thank you so much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.